black preachers who are, are racist in their hearts. Uh, they, are, they are not called by God, but they've been called by their mama. The Jesse Lee Peterson Show is the only program in existence which deals straight up with black Americans. So-called civil rights leaders want them angry, dumbed down, and demoralized. It's not the leaders that blacks need, but good fathers and mothers. Welcome to the Jesse Lee Peterson Show. My name is Jesse Peterson. I thank you so much for tuning in. I'm not going to waste a lot of time. We want to hear from you. I have a very interesting guest today. He's back again. This is your third time? Yes. Third time. Uh, Brother Gene Collins, uh, he is the uh, local president of the NAACP and also the state officer in uh, Odessa, Texas, here in Odessa, Texas. Is that right? That's correct. Okay. I appreciate you coming back again. Well, thanks for inviting time. me back. I think the thing I appreciate about it is that you have the courage to come back. Um, I've tried to get your leader on Quasi Infume on my radio show, and he's a little coward. He refused to come on. But you do have, at least have the courage to come, and I thank you for that. Um, I want to talk first about President Bush. Okay. Uh, he was invited by the NAACP to come and speak at their convention that they just had. It's the 93rd, 95th or 93rd convention? 90th, I believe. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Convention. Uh, the president turned it down, uh, he said, because of his schedule. The NWCP got upset about that, Kwasi Fume and Julian Bond. Should the president have gone to speak uh, to the NWCP conference? Most definitely. In the history of the NAACP, no president has ever refused to speak at that organization, realizing that the NAACP does represent a certain group of people uh, within this country, a, cert a certain group of thoughts within this country, and uh, a very vital part of the government as we know it today, uh, influencing such things as the Civil Rights Act of, of 1964, the Voting Rights Act of 65, and subsequent Civil Rights Acts, which all America is benefiting from right now. Uh, it is very historic in nature. Uh, he has done a whole lot for the educational system. Uh, Brown versus the Board of Education in 1954. Uh, we see the results of that today in all of our school districts. We have integrated schools and all. So the NAACP has been a major player on the political field. And uh, uh, for uh, Bush to just ignore uh, this group of people, this group of activists, I think is a terrible mistake. Um, the president has also refused to meet with the uh, Congressional Black Caucus. Uh, Julian Bond, the chairman of the NAACP, have uh, um, associated the Taliban with President Bush, saying that Republicans and President Bush were Nazis and uh, they were no different than the Taliban. Um, the, the president is, has not been treated well by the NAACP. Julia Bond, I mean, not Julia Bond, but uh, Kwasi Infume, the president of the NRACP, uh said that the Republicans were prostituting uh, the black community. Had the president gone there to speak to them, they would have booed him and, and then taken that and used it to try and regain the White House by playing commercials of it on TV. 
Why would let me, the president? Let me interrupt you because why I, would the president I, want to go into why? I mean, any why would he go into that kind of environment? Not, I think I know the NAACP a little bit better than you and the president, and I know for a fact there are several Republicans who are very vital parts of the NAACP. Uh, I don't think he would have been booed. Uh, uh, you know, I come on this show, and I know you and I have philosophical differences, right. but I respect you enough to discuss that with you. I'm a part of the NAACP. The NAACP is not Julian Bond, it's not Kwesi Fume, it's hundreds of chapters of people like myself who want to make their community better, who are willing to come to the table and say, let's discuss things. We may not agree on everything, but let's discuss them, and let's see if we can find some common ground. I think his unwillingness to do that it, uh, was really an insult to the organization that has meant so much to this country in the area of uh, human rights, civil well, rights, well environmental you, rights. If you know that these people are your enemies before going into that environment, would you go? I mean, if they call you Nazi and compare you to the Taliban's and... Uh, well, well, Jesse, uh, I, thought you'd be, I thought you'd be proud of that because you've, every show that I've been on, you've attacked Infume, you've attacked Clinton, these are very good friends of mine, but I continue to come on your show right. to dialogue, the, the, to have the dialogue in hopes that we will at least have an exercise where philosophically we may not agree, but we can get some things on the table and I'll know where you're coming from and you know where I'm coming from. Uh, he has to go to other countries in the world that are booing him. They did him terribly in England, but he went over there. They had massive demonstrations anti-war demonstrations and uh, treated him worse than any president that I remember in my lifetime. But that's and different right now, from being treated that way at home though. Uh, well, let, 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 me, let me finish, that. let me finish. He had enough respect for the British, in spite of all that, to, to go over there. Uh, why can't he have that same respect for other constituents and citizens of this country? Do you go to only the people who you agree with? Uh, I think that's kind of an elitist a philosophy right now. If you don't agree with me, we don't have any need for you. And that's, that's what the Republicans are portraying right now. I can't the Democrats are, are really trying, and I'm not trying to make this a political uh, forum, but the Democrats are really trying to show America that we won't include everyone. There is a place in America for everyone. We may not agree with everything. The Democrats but God, are trying to do that? We've always done that. But the Democrats only accept people, I mean, I'm sure they were suffering anyone who would come in, but most of the people that belong to the Democrat, uh, you have uh, homosexuals or national organization of women who hate men or people who hate America for some reason or another, uh, black Americans who depend on the government, and the Democrats tend to okay, where do I appease, fall in? Where do I appease, fall in there? appease blacks with the government. And so I've noticed that it's just a bunch of group of people who has a problem, you know, they don't really want, they blame others for their problem rather than standing on their own two feet. Where do I fall in? I have no idea. I own a business. But you have I one put myself person through. Well, I mean, that's what the party is made of, individual people, not categories of people. Uh, I feel that we, as the greatest nation in since civilization, should have some things for every citizen that we don't have. We have lesser civilizations that have, have better health care plans than we have. Uh, they have jobs. We still have poverty and hunger here. We have an educational system that is designed uh, for 
certain people to fail. And, and we have a lot of things that need to be worked on. But the Democrats are to blame for the education system because when President Bush was in, I mean, Clinton was in office, uh, the education system, especially the public school, went to hell in the handbasket. Uh, it was worse at the end of his term than it was before he st started out in that black fourth graders can't even read. You know, in our organization, we work with black boys and girls who are coming out of the public school system. They can't read or write, but yet they've been passed through the system. Uh, there's a lot of money there, but these boys and girls are not being educated, and you can't blame the President Bush for that. But I want to go quickly back to President Bush not speaking to the NAACP. Okay. As a black conservative and a black American, I think that he did the right thing because the NAACP is, uh, in my opinion, is a racist organization. Uh, it is a political pawn for the uh, Democratic Party. Uh, I don't see any clue that they're going to ever put, uh, encourage May, may I interrupt you? May I no, interrupt I'll, you? I'll let you respond. Uh, uh, I'll, let me just say this. Uh, and so had the president gone to the NAACP to speak, it would have validated them as a legitimately, legitimate organization representing black Americans, and I would have been offended by that because the NAACP doesn't re represent me in any way. Well, and so well, I was Mr. glad Peterson, that he didn't do that. Mr. Peterson, I don't know how, how well you are versed in history, but there is no question in my mind that you would not be sitting across this table from me, engaged in a political forum on national television, had it not been for the NAACP knocking down doors. You came from the Deep South, right. a place where you couldn't even sit at a counter and eat because you were black. Had it not been for the NAACP and the other people who you are blasting at this particular time, you'd still be in the backwoods, unable to go to town and sit at a counter and eat. You would but not you have the education. Sure. You don't know that for sure. Well, no one else stepped to the plate. Right, but you don't know that. No you, one else stepped to the plate. The I, certainly, I certainly believe with your mentality that you would not have been the one to step to the plate, but people like that, Thurgood Marshall and other folks who did step to the plate so you can sit here and enjoy these liberties here. They did it. And they didn't blast others who were trying to make that move. The one thing this I'll, did not happen because of the goodwill of, of Anglo-Americans. This happened because of some activism by organizations like the NAACP who said, we don't want this anymore. And here you are benefiting from it and blasting it. The, you know, that's somewhat one, hypocritical to me. The one thing I, I would give you uh, uh, credit about is that the NAACP of yesterday is not the same NAACP today. How do you know? Because the NAACP of yesterday did fight that the laws protect everybody. Okay. They, they, we were the, we took the, the lead in the last presidential is, election because the votes weren't being counted. We're trying to tell people not, to have. Let me finish. We, we're trying though. to tell people to have a democracy in Iraq, where in Florida we don't even count our own votes. But that's not true. And the NAACP was at the forefront of trying to make sure that every vote and every ballot there in Florida got counted. Well, Where was your organization during this time? This is a basic right. And this is one that the Republicans are saying we me, should take all on. over the world hold and make uh, Iraq a democracy so they could vote. Gene, hold on. The one thing I want to tell you is that it's not true that uh, uh, the voters were not counted uh, in uh, Florida. There were votes that were counted. That's just a, a lie that the NAACP and others have used to put fear in the hearts and minds of black Americans by think, making them think that the Republicans somehow or another 
are holding you back. They won't even count your vote. I'm sure there are some vote, voters who were not included in there for whatever reason, but there wasn't all of the uh, liberal media and people who went back and did a recount of those votes said that the president won. Now, the Democrats have not been able to let go of that. I don't know what media you did. We, evidently, we listened no, to different media. Yeah. But I want to but, go back to this because of time. Um, I don't see where it's necessary. If, if the president want to talk to black people and potential black voters, he can do it by holding town hall meetings. He can do it by going into the community and talking to the people. He no longer have to or need to go to the so-called leaders, people like the NWCP, Jackson, and, and this uh, Congressional Black Caucus, because those people don't represent all black people. Yes, they represent a few you know, blacks who are incapable of thinking for themselves, but they do not represent Majority well, well I think you've sit here and insulted me again because okay. I'm part of the NAACP. That's why I said a and few. I certainly, I certainly think for myself, uh, when we have conventions, we have a convention of thoughts. We don't come in with a playbook and, and, and tell everybody, you have to think this way. We put things on the table. Some of the brightest minds in this country are members of the NAACP, and they're not all black. They're Anglos. They're Hispanic. There are Asian Pacific Americans. They, they all can come to the table for, we have one thing in common, we have a focus, and that is civil rights for, for everyone. And uh, one other thing other you than said, social we, programs. Do not need, we do not need George Bush, uh, an unelected president, See, to validate. The president was elected. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. He was <laughs> It's hard to let that go, by, huh? No. Uh, if you'll count the, the ballots, number one, he did not get the popular vote. I don't want to waste a lot of time yet. on that issue. Um, but all I'm saying, we don't need him to validate us as an organization. You, you said Then why did they get so upset that he didn't come? Because he's the president. At some point, you take off your political scarf and you become the president of the people. Are we not the people of this country or are we some foreigners? I mean, he wants to go around in other countries and stand in front of them. Can't you stand in front of your own people? Would you have a problem if, the, if President Bush had gone and spoke to the Ku Klux Klans or the skinhead groups? Would there be a problem? Would, would I have a problem? Would you be upset about that? I don't know. I wouldn't be upset. Do you think that he should go speak to those groups too? Sure. Oh, okay. I think he needs to tell them to turn their sheets in. <laughs> and uh, now, put, now, now, if the President but, but, had but, gone to the NWCP and said, "Turn your sheets in." I would have liked that, but he... Let me ask you something. Way. What has the Ku Klux Klan done for this country? What laws have they put that helps humanity? What have they done, really, to, to help mankind? I, You're trying to put the NAACP, uh, a humanitarian organization, in the same category of the Ku Klux Klan, and uh, that's absurd. Kwasi Mfume said that President Bush was pimping black Americans. Do you agree with that? No. You know, so what do you think about your president the president of your organization making a comment like that. What do you think about Royce Limbaugh, who no, you run around no, I'm with, asking you about making him statements first. about uh, black people? That's not the answer to the question. Well, what do you think about your president, I, the president of your organization, have, making a comment like that? Well, I, I, don't, I didn't hear him make the uh, well, he did. statement. I didn't hear what context it was made in, so I'm not going to form an opinion. But by the same token, uh, talk radio has given you right-wing uh, commentators uh, free gratis into saying just about anything you want to. It's done it for uh, left wing too. Mona, Mona Sharon, who was just fired, I understand she was fired this weekend from USA, who was supposed to go down and give commentary 
at the uh, Democratic Convention, was fired when she wrote an editorial classifying the Democratic Party as the party of the French, inferring that they did not want war and they, they were wishy-washy and, and what have you, and the Republican Party was the Americans. And, uh, you know, that type of hateful rhetoric needs to stop. It's very divisive. We are our strongest when we're together. When we nitpick and try to character assassinate, we are at our worst. And I think that's what the world is seeing. And unless we clean up that act, then uh, our status within the world is going to be as low as it's ever been in the you, history of you are this a, uh, You are a pastor. Yes. Um, the NAACP came out and said that they support abortion. No, they didn't. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. They support abortion. Do you agree with that? No. Uh, support of abortion. No. You didn't even know that they supported abortion. No, they, we don't support. I, I know our platform. Now, there have been people who have, have shown up with resolutions and what have you, but we have never legislated anything in support of abortion. So you don't, you're not we aware. We are civil rights. No, you, no. You're not aware that the, uh, uh, the president of the NWCP or whoever made your decisions there said that they support uh, abortion. You're not aware of that. We don't support abortion as an organization. And are you separate from the, the um, are you separate from the, uh, I guess, the primary organization, the, the heart of the organization? No. So when you say that you don't support it as an organization, what do you mean? Our organization is a civil rights organization. We are concerned about legislation that makes sure that everyone has an equal opportunity, equal access. Uh, these are the types of issues that are in our platform. So you're saying you that have some people who are Baptists, you have some people who are Catholic, you have all other walks of people who may not agree on everything within the organization. But there are some things that we do agree upon. And, that, and these are the opportunities that uh, um, make this country great in making sure that everyone has an equal opportunity and an equal, equal access to these things. I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but uh, I guess your local chapter there in um, Atlanta, Georgia, wanted to bring the abortion issue to the platform at the convention, the NWCP last convention, and they were not were not allowed to do that. Are you aware of that? Yes. And so let me let me say something else. I'm aware of there. There are some things as a minister that uh, have existed before the United States existed, before our platforms existed. They were already ordained by God. You might ask me about the marriage amendment. You know how I feel about that. Well, first, I, want, I don't want to, I am getting to that in a minute, okay. but how do you feel that the NAACP will not allow a, a chapter, another chapter of the NAACP to bring the abortion issue to the platform? Because that's not what this organization specializes in. That well, should be done, that should be handling the church. That's a moral issue. You and I as but, ministers should take care of that because those issues uh, supersede any but I can't understand you. If like the NAACP announces that they support abortion, and there are chapters within the NAACP that says that they don't support that, why are they kept away from expressing their opinion? Because we don't a, support abortion. Abortion is not the So why not let the debate happen at the, on the floor then? Because this is not the arena for those types of issues to be handled. They should be handled as moral and spiritual issues. They should start in the church between you and I. And those same, things should be. Same sex marriage. NAACP support that. How do you feel about that? Marriage occurred long before the NAACP was around. It was ordained by God. But the marriage the was between one man and one woman, that, that, not two that, men that, or not two women. Exactly. How do you feel 
as a preacher and a chapter leader of the NAACP that the NAACP supports same-sex marriage? We don't. What do you mean we don't? The NAACP does not support same-sex marriage. What do they support? The NAACP supports civil rights, voting but rights. But same-sex marriage is not a civil right. Right. So that's out of the sphere. Your organization, BUN, has a specific mission statement. Yes. If I were to ask you, how do you feel, how does your organization feel about putting buttermilk in cornbread, that, that would be ludicrous because you're not a cooking organization. But I would we tell you that I, like, I happen to like buttermilk and cornbread. I do, too. <laughs> I do too. But that's not what your mission statement is. The church has a mission statement, and I'm glad that you brought this up. Where this country has failed is in its religious leadership for allowing certain things to go on. That's a good things point. So why do a preacher such as yourself, and I'm assuming there are other black preachers within the NWCP, why do they allow these things to happen within the NWCP? It's not us allowing it. It's the church that has allowed it. Marriages were ordained by God long before the United States was even established. Let me, we don't need a constitutional amendment or anything else to veto or to dictate over God. That, do you and we support same-sex marriage? We have, no, I don't. You, you think it no, should no, not no. happen? I've, I've never supported it and do never you, will. Do you support a, a constitutional amendment saying that, stating that a marriage is between one man and one woman? Let, let, me, let me come in on that because you're a conservative. A conservative, and, and based on your own definitions that I have read, are those that believe in states' rights. But most, federal, of, all, but most of all, I'm a godly man. I okay. believe in God. But, but let me finish. I'm making a point. One of the biggest platforms that, of conservatism was that uh, we have states' rights, that the federal government should stay out of certain things. And I think it's so hypocritical now that here is an amendment that really should be addressed by the states that's being pushed by the conservatives. Y'all are conservative one day in saying uh, states' rights. The state has a right to, dissolve, to decide its own destiny. But then when it comes to an issue that you feel is a hot button issue, you want to get a constitutional amendment. Yeah, you know, that, that's would you support Would you support state uh, uh, constitutional amendment? If the state said, I, we want to amend the Constitution, stated that a, man, a marriage between one man and one woman, would you support that? I already support that. Is the answer yes or no? Yeah. I would have to think because I, I think what we're trying to do in I this country. A, you're not giving me a yes or no gonna first. Get one. You, you're going to get my answer. But I, you can, you, you're going to get my answer or I, you don't get anything. But I need to see where you stand on this. I'm Would you support you a stand. state amendment to the Constitution stating that a marriage is between one man and one woman? Would you, Brother Gene Collins of the NWCP local chapter here, would you support that? I certainly wouldn't fight it. Because I stand for that already. Would you support it? I, I stand for that already. You're not answering my question for some reason. When you say support, would I go into the booth and vote for it? Yes. Yes, I'd vote for you it. You vote in favor of an amendment stated that a sure. marriage is between one man and one woman. If I, I feel that that might be a last-ditch effort, but the responsibility still is upon the church and the church to, to, to guide us into the things that God wants us to have. And I'm surprised that you as a minister are saying, look, we, God's plan for the church and to bring his law through, through the church is so ineffective that we have to, 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 to adjust it. That's what Israel did. Well, now, we Israel need... could not keep the law, so they, they had to do some adjusting on their own to make sure that certain things were, were of done. Of course, because um, um, 
not all men and women follow the laws of God, so you need some physical laws to contain them too. But men and women otherwise, have been here for, for otherwise they would be a lawless people. That's so exactly they right. need some but, laws. But we have to been here them. for several thousand years on this earth. Now all of a sudden, all of a sudden, we can't do without a constitutional amendment. I mean, what was happening before when we did have homes? We didn't have a constitutional amendment. But we also didn't have, we didn't the, have the law. So, we, so why, what's so different now? That's a good question. Yeah, what's what so is different, different now? now is that we have the homosexuals coming to the forefront and insisting that they can get married just as a man and woman uh, should, uh, can get married. So that's why, that's the difference. Now that they're trying to impose it on us, we have to do something about it. Don't you understand that? Oh, I understand what you just and said. And do you yeah. agree? Do you agree or disagree? Well, I don't think, that, I don't think they've been in the closet all these years. They haven't been I in the closet. Been, I think they've been around since the beginning of time. But they also and, have uh, not been uh, trying until the last, you know, 10, 20, 30 I mean, years have they been living to, with impose, to impose their lifestyle on mainstream society. And that's what the problem is. Okay. Question, do you think that they are entitled to certain benefits, homosexuals? They already get those benefits. Well, yeah, they get those benefits. Um, you know, it sounds like you, you're saying you do support it, but yet you don't support it. You seem to be going both ways on this issue. Well, you know, I, I think there are more important things in our government right now that we should be looking at. What's more important than the family? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, the family. But that's what A the homosexuals job. are doing, destroying the Healthcare. family. Healthcare. No, they're not. Homosexuals can't reproduce. No, but if they destroy marriage, they're going to destroy the family. I don't think know. they can destroy marriage. If, they, if we allow them to get married, we will destroy marriage as we know it. Well, uh, when you find two homosexuals that can, can create another being, then I, you may have a point. But when you talk about the family, it still takes male and female to reproduce, That's to right. have a family. And when you talk about the family, I believe health care is a serious issue. And I think that should be at the forefront. I think any country as profitable as we are we have that, will, that will spend $300 billion in a war to kill people Give ought me to a, be able to at least provide some health care for a child let me ask you this. In, in our society. Give and we don't have that. Because of one minute left in this particular segment, if men and women got married and, and provided for their own families, what we need to give away so much free health care? Oh, we need to? Yes. Yes. You why? know why? why? Because it's so expensive. We have people who are working every day, two jobs, who we, cannot even afford health care here. Uh, when we come back, we're going to tell people how to give, uh, get in contact with the local chapter of the NAACP. We're going to do a part two on this. There's no way at all we can uh, just have one 30-minute segment. So tune in next week for part two. To, uh, with Brother Gene Collins of the local chapter of the NWCP in uh, Odessa, Texas. We'll be back next week. Let me hear from you about this show. Let me know what you think of it. Back in a... See you next... Welcome to the Jesse Lee Peterson Show. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, let us hear from you. Our website is, uh, will be put up. You can email me or give me a phone call about this show or any other show that you may want to comment on. Also, if you have guests or people you'd like to see on 
No, Jess and Lee Peterson show. Uh, we need their names, address, and phone numbers. So at least name and phone numbers or emails, address, so we can get to them. Uh, Brother Gene Collins is, is the uh, local president and state officer of the um, NAACP, and he's on for a second part two, uh, talking about the NAACP and the election and things like that. I appreciate you staying over. Thanks. I want you to, if you don't mind, give it out a phone number or something that people may get in contact with the local chapter of the NWCP. Okay, they can reach me at area code 432-333-1161. Okay, that's 432-333-1161. Correct. On the, la on the first session, we talked about, I'm happy that, the end that uh, President Bush did not meet with the NWCP. I think that the NWCP is outdated, not needed. Uh, it's a racist organization, uh, a political pawn for the liberal elite uh, racist Democratic Party. So I was glad that the president didn't meet with them or the Congressional Black Caucus. Um, and well, I, you I disagree think, with that, of course. Yeah, and, I, and I think if you would meet with them, you wouldn't be so ignorant about their mission. And I, I think if, I, if you're calling them a racist, you're probably calling me one. And I don't think that I am a racist. I think that I have uh, proven my compassion to all people in all walks of life in trying to make uh, life better for everyone. And for you to sit there and, uh, and call them a racist, I think, is really uh, uh, irresponsible on your part. Well, I think that when you have the, uh, uh, the, one of the heads of the NWCP, Julian Bond, who I call in my new book, Scam, the Grand Wizard of the NWCP, associating the Republican or Conservative Party with the Nazi and, and calling us Taliban's. But well, we have Rush and, Limbaugh who are making worse statements like that. But, I thought you'd be right. proud of Julian because that's really a tactic of, of the right wing to try to use character assassination. You change uh, terminology. You, you make words mean what you want them to mean. And I've heard Rush Limbaugh say, say worse things. Uh, well, Rush Limbaugh does not represent an organization. He's an individual. So is Mr. Bond. Where Julian Barr represents an organization. No, he's an he's individual. He's one of the chairmen of the NWCP. He's still an individual. And he also made these statements at the conference of the NWCP. Mm -hmm. So he represents an organization. Mm -hmm. uh, how are you feeling about the uh, uh, Democratic Convention that's happening right now? I think the Democratic Convention is, is going to re-energize uh, everyday Americans about values that are important to them, real values. I think the litmus test on, on whether you uh, are in a certain class or not is not going to be important anymore. I, I think everyone is concerned about health care, homeland security, being respected abroad, uh, uh, making sure that we have adequate jobs and uh, salaries for, for working families and these types of issues. And I'm so glad that they're taking the high ground and I hope that the Republican a party will do the same thing and not uh, try to care to assassinate. Uh, you, do you think uh, I that? Think, I think we are looking at some, some real issues that have to be addressed, and, and I think the uh, convention will probably uh, connect with the American people. Do you think that the, uh, the, uh, the Democrats will let it be known at the convention that they support same-sex marriage, that they support abortion up to the ninth month when they're able to bring the baby out and punch a hole in his head and kill it before you bring it from the womb? You know, Barbara Bush... Do you think that the Democratic Party are going to announce, to, speaking of values, that they're going to announce that they, um, they support... Uh, 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 I lost my thought. Let me, let me, let me stop they, you right let, here. Let me ask you, though, do you think let, that let me, they're going to make it clear that 
they support those values too, or would they try to get in and then impose those values on the people? You know, those values are, are important, but the uh, government's responsibility is to govern the nation. Barbara Bush, when asked in an interview about whether she was pro-life or not, said that she was pro-choice. And it astounded everyone in her family, including the then-sitting president, uh, George well, it Bush. It didn't the astound them. They knew that she was. No, no. They asked, uh, why didn't she ever come out and say that? And she said, because nobody ever asked her. It is not something she wore on her sleeves. But that's, that was her, her thought. She would never have an abortion herself. Uh, I would never have an abortion. As a minister, I would teach against that. But if somebody had it, I would not want them to spend the rest of their lives in prison, nor would I want their doctors who could be saving humanity to spend time in prison. So it's, a, it's an issue that really needs to be addressed. But uh, I think what y'all are trying to do as uh, right-wing Republicans <laughs> is make it a litmus test to whether you are a Christian or not. Let me say, and uh, let there me are say ways to deal with all types of problems that uh, everyday people have. I think what you're, you're missing is that you keep picking out individuals within the Republican Party. I'm talking about the platform. The platform of the Democratic Party is uh, support abortion, support same-sex marriage, support taking God out of the schools and the playgrounds, anti-military, you know, and in my personal opinion, anti-God. But what do you mean, so anti-military and anti-God. That's the that's the platform of the Democratic Party. Let's talk about the Republican Whereas platform. Whereas the Republican platform support God in the schools, God in the playgrounds, uh, God. Uh, 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 they don't support abortion. They believe that every child deserves a chance to live to have a life, uh, they, strong military, strong military. We have a right oh, to like, protect. Like, like Bush, you mean yes, like sir. going to Bush and not Reagan. showing up at uh, Bush and Reagan. So let's talk yeah, about the two. That's, that's pretty strong. Let's talk about the two platforms. Okay, we have a, we have a candidate be, who's a Democrat who's a decorated war hero that uh, even his... Uh, I know, but let's talk about the platform. Okay. As a, a man of God, how are you... Uh, able to support a platform, which is a democratic platform that is anti-God. I don't support everything. How are you able in, to, I don't support everything in the platform. But when you vote, you're voting. When you vote for the Democrat, you're voting for the platform. No, you, you don't separate the, the two. Yes, you do. How do you do that? I, I hope you do. How do you do because that? Because have you seen the Texas Republican Party no, platform? No, answer that question first. How do you do that? I'm trying to. I'm trying to answer it. I'm not familiar with the Texas. Uh, platform, but I'm I'm familiar with the Republican platform. Well, number one, and number one, the platform is not in the ballot box with the voters. There will be a campaign where candidates will will show their strengths and what they stand for. You vote for the candidate. I think it's wrong to try and compartmentalize people into these separate groups. This is divisive. We f probably have more things in common than we have. Uh, uh, as far as the things that divide us. We have a group of people here in the middle who all love their family, who love their health and want to make sure that everybody gets health care, who wants education, who loves the environment and wants to protect that. We have a vast number of people here, but then we have some people on the peripheral who are trying to divide us up, and they divide us with these hot-button issues that but tend to bring out a lot of emotion like you're we, showing now. All we do and is expose uh, the truth. The truth is the platform is anti-God, 
anti-military. Okay, and the Republican and is pro-God, right? The Republican is pro-God. Okay, Absolutely. Okay. And so that's why I can't understand how, especially in the black community, you have 90% of black people supporting that anti-God platform, while 85% of them say that they believe in God. Okay. I say that they're lying, that they don't believe in God, because you can't serve good and evil. Are, are and you going to talk or let me? Just am I wrong? Yeah, you're wrong, because number one, if you go to the Bible, you, you remind me of the Pharisees, you and the whole Republican Party, who like to walk around in their flowing robes, creating their own laws and their own litmus test for, for being spiritual. Christ, when he came to the earth, and I want you to listen to this, when he came to the earth, he attacked the religious leaders because of their hypocrisy. And he ended by saying one time, uh, there's a new commandment that I give, that you love one another as I have loved you. And he finished that statement by saying, you will know them by this. In other words, you will know my disciples by how they love one another. And then he went on to expound that in but his own how, life. How Let me finish. Related to the Democratic platform. I, I'm, I'm going to show you. Then he went on and finished his ministry by feeding those who were hungry, by healing those. And a lot of those that he healed had no, no power, no money. A lot of them were left on the side of the road. So we know they had no assets. But Christ sought enough of them to heal them. The Republican Party doesn't care about those who have no assets. Why do you say that? Because they have taken away the healing and the health care provisions of this nation. Do you realize that? They are only given to just a very few elite people who can honest. afford them. You're not being honest. Do you well, realize I, I, know, that I know in Texas, we lost over 60,000 children off the chips roll do you realize in the last that, year. Do you realize that President Bush has spent more money, have given more money in entitlement programs than any other president? Are you aware of that? Oh, so he's a conservative or but a, you liberal. Just said Is he a that, liberal? No, but you just said that he didn't care. He spent more money in entitlement program than any other president. Okay, so he's a liberal, right? No, I'm saying you just made a statement that's not true. You implied that the Republican didn't care about the people, yet the president is giving more money no, in not. entitlement. And I don't know where, I don't, no, know, I don't know how you can even make no, a I'm statement like that is, when I have, I, that's and, and one I thing have, I disagree with him on, and but he has done it. He gave entitlement programs to Halliburton. No, some of his no, big crony no, buddies, you're just throwing some of them. No, 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 no. Oh, Halliburton's not no. getting uh, their the share of it? The president has spent more money fact, in entitlement programs than any other president. Okay, when I you wanna, say an entitlement, what about No Child Left Behind? No, I want to go The unfunded to, mandate of No Child Left Behind. The president How has, much money has gone into that? The president has done more for the education system than your president, Bill Clinton, your first okay. black president. How much money has he... As a matter of fact, he, he had eight years, okay. your first well, black president. Well, just president. we can sit here and argue. Uh, we I know, but you're throwing out argue, statements that are not and true, And I think though. you're throwing out statements that are not true. I am. I'm telling yeah. you the truth. Because even his own party said, you know, we have an un, unfunded mandate. Even Arnold Schwarzenegger went to Washington saying, look, we have programs here that, that we were promised, but there's no money there. So I how can they be a program? I want to go back to the uh, Democratic... Uh, I don't know if you, did you hear a uh, Democratic convention? Did you hear Hillary Clinton speak last night? Yes, I did. Did you hear her say that John Kerry is a, I believe she said a strong man or a strong leader and that she knows how to pick strong leaders or she knows when, did you hear her say that? Yes, I did. Did she say strong leader or strong man? Do you strong remember? leader. Strong leader. Do you believe that Hillary Clinton is capable of recognizing a strong leader? Yes. And 
if she's capable of recognizing a strong leader, how did she end up with such a weak, pathetic person like Bill Clinton, who cheated on his wife, who perjured himself, who was impeached, who lied to the people. Was Thomas Jefferson who a strong had, leader? Who had sex with a, a, a young girl in the White House. Was, was Thomas Jefferson a strong leader? We're talking leader? about Hillary and Bill right now. No, we're talking about whatever we're, we want to put on the no, table. Thomas about, Jefferson is considered one of the strongest but, leaders but Hillary in the world, nothing and he to do has with, a black family. No, 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 no. He has a black family. You won't say anything bad about Thomas you're Jefferson because your, your Anglo friends say he's one of the founding fathers, and he's one of the founding fathers we have to keep the gloves on for. But he had a family with Sally Hemming. Yes. Was he a strong leader? So do you think that Hillary Clinton is cap still capable of... Do you of, think Thomas Jefferson of, was a strong leader? Are, do you, you're not answering my question, sir. Yes, I am. Do you think Hillary Clinton is capable of recognizing a strong leader? I think Thomas Jefferson was a strong leader who had illegitimate children by a slave. Are you going to evade the question I or think what? Bill Clinton is one of the strongest leaders that we have. We've had <laughs> record, record you think uh, Bill surpluses, record surpluses, uh, record peace. Would a strong leader uh, lie under oath? I don't know. Bill Clinton did. Yeah. Well, we have uh, Abraham lying under oath. Would a strong oath. leader cheat on his wife with a young intern? We have Abraham that did. You're not answering my question. We had Abraham. What, what is your definition of a strong leader? You're not answering my question for some reason. You, you're trying to judge a man's morality. You're not answering yeah. my question. Would a strong leader cheat on his wife in the White House with a strong leader, a strong a leader divorce his wife? You're not answering my question. Yes, I am. Ronald Reagan divorced his no, wife. No, we're, we're talking about Bill Clinton right now. You're not okay. answering my question. Okay. Was Ron, Ronald Reagan a, a strong leader? One more time. Would a strong Was Ray, leader, Ronald Reagan a, a strong leader? You're not answering the question. You're not answering mine either. Let's go to the next one because okay. of time. Okay. Uh, I think most people can get the answer by you're not answering mm -hmm. that and question. And you're not answering also. Um, a lot of young black Americans are not supporting the NAACP. The membership in the NAACP is dropping. Uh, why do you think a lot of young black folks are not supporting the NAACP? Well, I think it's very simple. Uh, we have lost in our educational system the module for social responsibility. Uh, young, not only blacks, but Anglos, uh, Hispanics, they're not involved in the church. I think the church is is the epitome of social responsibility. It is taught and reinforced there. Uh, the NAACP, and it's no secret, uh, is really dependent upon the black church. The, the moral standards that are set that it tries to carry out originates in the church. And I think we as a society, in trying to be politically correct and overusing the separation of church and state theory, have allowed our educational model to discard anything that shows social responsibility. It's not taught in, social responsibility is not taught. We teach toward the test now. We're more concerned with whether you pass a test than whether uh, Johnny is a good boy or Johnny takes mm -hmm. care of himself and he understands how to relate to seniors and people of the opposite sex. We don't care about that anymore because we're not, we're not teaching it and it doesn't show up in the test. So we have a fundamental problem with social responsibility all around. The NAACP uh, uh, is trying to appeal and we don't have the appeal, the church doesn't have the appeal, and most of the other uh, social organizations are not appealing. So they are establishing their own uh, social responsibility module. I, um, I think one of the reasons 
And I think the primary reason that a lot of young black folks are not supporting the NRACP is because they have had the opportunity to integrate with other races, you know, go to school with them, live with them, um, uh, dialogue with them, and in some cases have family, interracial marriages and things like that. And the NWCP tend to uh, build its organization on racism, you know, accusing, accusing white folks of, of being racist and, you know, and, and pulling in blacks, but blacks are now able to see that that's not a primary issue anymore within this country, that racism is not really what's holding black folks back, but it is a lack of character. And because of that, the NWCP are not capable of pulling black folks in. They're able to see that for themselves. I disagree with you adamantly about that. In fact, the uh, strength of the NAACP is this multicultural concept. We have, in fact, the NAACP was started by Anglos and blacks in trying to teach uh, young blacks how to read, something that was denied them. The NAACP may not have the initial appeal, but I get more inquiries from young people than older people because they are the first ones laid out, laid off their jobs without reason. In the educational system, you can, in, you can control that environment to, to make it conducive to them getting along. But once they get out and have to compete with jobs and they are fired because of their race and they see this racism, uh, they run to the NAACP then. The NAACP, you, you keep mentioning the old NAACP, but today's NAACP is quote-unquote what they call progressive, right? Which means far, far left, liberal to the core. And I think it turns off a lot of people. It's not the same as it was in the past. A lot of white Americans who join, and I know several of them, who joined the NAACP lifetime membership. When the last time you went to a national regrets convention? It, regrets it. Regrets joining it now because it's so liberal. When was the last time you went to a NAACP National Convention? I haven't. Why are you such an authority on the uh, platform and the direction of the organization? Because I'm aware of what they stand for. They stand for abortion. They, uh, you have well, Julian Bond. There you go again. Uh, 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 with that, his racist, racist remarks about the Republican and our president. Kind of like the remarks you, you make have, about your own people. You have Jesse a, Jackson and like, I don't think his, I don't do think I his remarks Do I say things about any, them that's not true? Well, does he say anything about uh, yes. things he talks about? Yeah, Julie Bond accused the Republican Party of being a, a Nazi party. Well, that's not true. Well, I'm, a not, I'm a conservative. You call, I'm not, you, a Nazi. Call, you call Clinton an evil man. He is. You don't have the authority to call him an evil but man. I, I, you, I, you're I, not God. Why don't I have the authority? Because he, you don't know you it. Number one, you don't know it. Who don't because know he had sex with a young intern, he's evil. You think that's good? No, but that doesn't make him evil. What does it make him? Well, was David evil? No, we're not talking about David. You keep pulling out these people who are dead Let and gone. Let me ask you something. Have you ever committed well, a sin? Well, we don't have any history. Have you ever committed a sin? Real history. Why do you do that? Have you ever committed a sin? We're not talking sin? about me. We're talking about Bill Clinton. Has anyone called you evil? The president of the... If I did, it would be evil. Okay. It would be evil. Sin is evil. Do you disagree is all, with that? Is all sin evil? Which, tell me a sin that's not evil. Okay. Have you sinned? No, tell me a sin that's not evil. I don't know of any. Have you sinned? So what's that question? The, the Bible said all have sinned and fallen short well, of the glory of God. What does that have to do with Bill Clinton? Why are you calling him evil? Because he is. Do you get up in the mirror and look at yourself and call yourself evil? If I'm evil, yes. But I'm talking about Bill Clinton, and Bill Clinton <laughs> is an evil man. Okay. I want to go back. Is uh, there anyone on the earth who's not evil? Let's, let me ask you that. Uh, I'm sure there are. But, you know. Oh, really? So the Bible no. is wrong? No. 
The Bible well, said all men have sinned. But there's, there short. are men and women who have overcome. Bill Clinton okay. is not one of those men. How do you know? Lori is his wife. How do you because know? Because his wife got up and lied last night and said she could recognize a strong man. We both know that's not true. Well, the, Let, country, the country and the world look to him with much more regard than they do the president. No, the president. They, they had no respect for Bill Clinton because they knew he was weak and pathetic, and he disgraced this country, and we fell to an all-time low. And I remember when Bill Clinton had oral sex with that woman, it, uh, we, we do a lot of work in the juvenile detention centers, right? And it used, at one time, it was embarrassing to, for the boys to admit that they had oral sex, right? But you love to bring but it up. When Bill, Clinton admitted, when Bill Clinton admitted he had oral sex with that woman, it then became popular for the boys to admit that they did it. Is that a, is that a good man or an evil man? For them to confess that they had done no, it? No, Bill Clinton. Is that a good man and just sending out goodness or evil? Well, I don't think Bill Clinton is the one who controlled the, the media that uh, even wanted to be concerned about it. Hillary wasn't even concerned about it. Bill Clinton. It was your right-wing people who were <laughs> concerned about making sure that this stayed on the air day in and day out to make sure that little boys could see that. Why didn't y'all outrage at the media, give an outrage at the media for showing this to little boys or continually putting it on the air? Who was concerned? That happened, that happened in private. Who was concerned about getting that, getting that young girl in the White House and having an oversight with her? Who was concerned about it? Yeah. Well, the know. president was. I, I don't know. Yeah. But, but, but the bottom line is we, the black can't, we can't call anyone evil. Yes, we can. Uh, unless we call everybody evil. Let's go back to the black church. Okay. I agree with you that the average black church today is not of God. You know, it's... Um, it's not dealing with the more issues why, why are we of, saying just the black church? of the black community. Because are are we're we afraid to include the white church? Because we're talking about the NAACP and predominantly oh. the membership there is black. I know they have whites as well, but... Okay. Why don't we talk and, about... And they get their support from the black churches, as you said. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to sit here and talk about the uh, faults of religion in America and limited to the white church as if black people are unique in their in their problem. It's a universal problem. When you it's go to, when you go, do you ever go to God and repent? Do I go to God and repent? Yeah. Sure. Do you say, God, I'm sorry, but the white man did it too, or do you just apologize for your sins? Uh, no one is responsible for what I do. So you just say, God, I'm sorry, mm -hmm. right? So when I talk about the black churches, why do I need to mention the black, white churches in order to point out what's wrong with the black churches? Why do I need to mention white churches? Well, we're talking about individual things. No, I'm talking about black churches. Why do okay. I need to mention black churches? You asked me something on an individual basis. Now you're no, talking I'm about, about the churches, and you said that I, you're not going to talk about the black church unless you can talk about the white as well. Why do I need to mention, why do we need to talk about the white church in order to mention the okay, black church? Let's go ahead and move the conversation on. But the, See, church, the church does not sin. It's individuals that sin. But, we have a problem in this country with with religious hypocrisy. Out of and the black churches, right? Black and white churches. But we're talking about the black church right now okay. because of this issue. For, for, we'll go ahead and move. Let's go ahead and move the discussion. Right. So do we agree that the black churches are, uh, are not, for the most part, they're not representing God? No. And that's why a lot of young blacks are not attracted to it? No. What do you think the problem is with the black churches? I think the same problem that uh, the black church is having is the same one. The white, there is a departure from God in some of the teaching. Uh, the church, when we talk about the church universally, uh, it seems like it's moving more to an entertainment organization than a spiritual 
field organization of worshiping God, where God is the focus of everything and not the uh, pastor, the choir, and all these other things that uh, really resemble uh, pagan worship. Yeah. You know, when, under paganism, it was a worship that involved the senses of man. It even involved fertility religion where there were temple prostitutes and all. And what I'm seeing now with all this movement and this physicality in worship, that's the paganism. That's the, the natural man worshiping. Spiritual man is on a higher level, and it's nearly in a meditative state where I your spiritual mind uh, comes in contact with I God. I think the reason for that because most black preachers are not called by God but by their mama. They're not truly called by God. Let me give you well, I think examples. that's a dangerous statement to make, uh, and, and I think it's an erroneous one. Let me tell and you. And I think you need to be careful about uh, categorizing. Uh, you don't know what most black preachers. Let me tell you why. Um, since the early 70s, over 14 million black babies have been aborted inside the black woman's womb. Okay, I've, we've, every I've day, heard, we've had this discussion. Every before. day, over 1,500 black babies are aborted and every it's day. It's the black preachers. I don't hear black creatures preachers uh, complaining about that. Uh, in Los Angeles, one of the largest black churches in LA, First AME Church, uh, headed up by Cesar Murray. Are you familiar with that church? I've heard of he it. He had Bill Clinton. We, we are repudiating one of our governors and we brought in Arnold, uh, but we got rid of Gray Davids. Um, Bill Clinton, uh, Cesar Murray invited Bill Clinton and Gray David to, to come and stand in the pulpit and lied to the congregation. And instead of reputing him, the congregation gave glory to God. Do you think a man of God would have allowed that to happen? Allow what to happen? A, a person like Bill Clinton and Gray David to stand in his pulpit and lie to his congregation. Do you think if this man were called by God, he would allow you know, that to happen? Your, your questions are fashion to have Can I get a yes or no? Will, we have 15. Yeah, I can give you an yes or no as soon as I tell you about it. No, your we don't question. have the time. And yes I'm, or not, no. I'm not going to let you leave. Would a me man down of God do that? Would a man of God do what? Allow Bill Clinton to do that. My name is Jesse Lee Peterson. I'm founder and president of a nonprofit organization, BOND, the Brotherhood Organization of a New Destiny. And our purpose is to rebuild the family by rebuilding the man. You can reach us at 1-800-411-2663, 1-800-411-2663, or at our website, www dot bondinfo dot org b-o-n-d-i-n-f-o dot o-r-g we're 13 years old we're not a uh, governmental organization we're a private nonprofit organization and i believe in the perfect order of god in christ christ and man man over woman and woman over children it is a spiritual battle that we're fighting not blacks against whites or whites against blacks but good versus evil right versus wrong I'm committed to rebuilding a family by rebuilding the man. For an audio or video copy of this program, please call or write the address on the screen. Please include the program number when ordering.